0: Hi guys, uh, welcome to another episode of Inner Monologue, if I'm correct. This is uh, season two, episode four. We have our usual suspects. We have Marcus, we have Jose, we have Julio. We have a special guest today with Andy Vences. How's it going, bro? It's
1: going good, it's going good.
0: Alright, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it.
2: Definitely an honor.
0: Appreciate it as well. Yeah, so we're, we're, uh, we're going to go ahead and kick off, bro, by um, allowing, uh, if you allow us, we're going to go ahead and ask you a couple questions, get to know you yeah, a little sure. better, tell us a little, so that we okay. can learn a little bit about you, hopefully get you a couple more fans. Okay, sounds good. All right, bro, Um, so I think, uh, Jose, you were going to kick it off, for Oh, sorry, no, my mistake, that was on me. So. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> tell us tell us a little bit about you. You know, like what what got you into boxing and what keeps motivating you every day to get up and keep doing it. Because you know, not not everybody wakes up and decides that they want to punch people in the face and take punches for a living.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's kind of a long story, but um, I started boxing when I was um, fourteen years old. Um, right before I started boxing, I was in martial arts. Um, my dad had put me in Kung Fu but um you know, I was a regular teenager living with my parents and he put me in kung fu and um uh, what I didn't like about kung fu was I loved the the physical part of the sport, martial arts, but I didn't like that we didn't get to compete and like go. What was happening in middle school and high school was well I was in boxing by the time I got in high school but it was still happening, but um I was getting fights at school. And then pretty much Ooh. we would watch the boxing fights with the family at my dad's um, in my aunt's house. Like, here and there would be a Eric Morales versus Pacquiao. I remember that first fight that happened. I was at my grandma's house. And, um, yeah, just one day coming out of martial arts, I told my dad, like, hey, like, because I didn't know how it started, how you started or what you do, but I told him, like, hey, like, can I try boxing? And then I still remember we were there in the truck when he picked me up for martial arts and he said yeah that's fine but if i don't see improvement in a month i'm gonna take you out because you don't play boxing um so yeah he started seeing that i was all into it uh i would even i would even get down and cry about stuff when he wouldn't take me so like he knew i was into it you know um and you know i I don't know i think it's it's, it's, is when when you enjoy doing something and it's like your passion like you're motivated to do it you're motivated to get up and wake up and like you're right like not everybody is motivated to do that, but I think, like, that's my calling. Like, boxing is, like, what I like to do. Like, I get paid to fight. So, like, I think that's always what I wanted to do when I was younger. I didn't know it was possible to get paid to fight, but I knew boxing was, like, an actual sport. Um, So I kind of started figuring this out as I got older and I was, as I was in the sport. Um, but I never thought I was going to get paid to do what I like. You know what I mean? Boxing was like, as an amateur, we didn't get paid. So I just I, I just enjoyed the sport and I was competing um, until I decided to turn pro. Uh, even then, it was kind of like, you know, I was getting these small checks, but it was, it was nothing crazy. Um until I started seeing the money difference once I got signed on to a promoter. Then I was like, oh, like, then it started becoming like, like man, like, maybe I can make something out of this, you know?
0: I hear you. You know, um, I know that you guys work out a lot, you know, like you, yeah. guys, you guys have to stay in the gym. But um, did you know that Um, there's a study that's shown that when you have sex, you burn as many calories as running eight miles? <laughs>
1: Damn. Yeah, I heard that. It's hard to believe that, you know. But um, Bro,
0: it's crazy because I don't know who could run eight miles in 30 seconds
1: oh <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah um i mean i don't know a lot it, sometimes it's kind of like uh i think it's personal preference when it comes to that because i honestly think you've trained two months let's just say you train two months or five you train every day like think about it like if you're in the tip top shape of your life how can doing something like that like get your legs going like even if it is eight miles, you should be you should be good to go. Like you've trained, you've trained and sparred so many rounds, and like you're. Tipped. I think I think that's a, to be honest. I think that's a theory. I think what's true is that it can be a mental distraction to where it weakens your mind, maybe. But as far as physically, like I don't see that happening. Like that's, <laughs> I don't know, but it's funny. <laughs> Yeah. I, got I, got. I could definitely. see the mental part of that. I
3: definitely can see the mental part of that, but Yeah. And, and um, talking about mental, like your next fight's gonna be on Thriller, you know, that's that's gonna be a pretty big stage. Um I know Thriller basically did the, the Mike the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones fight, they did the Jake Paul fight recently, and now they're doing the Teofimo fight. So how do you feel yeah. like, fighting on Thriller and Teofimo's undercard and like how was that process to actually get on the under, undercard?
1: Oh yeah, so that's that's, that's the first. I I feel I feel privileged to be a part of such a historic card on thriller you know. As it is, it's a pay-per-view event. Um, I've always wanted to be on a pay-per-view undercard, um, or even on a pay-per-view card since I was a kid. We used to see pay-per-view fights, so I think being on a pay-per-view card like this with um, such a big fight, it's a, it's a big thing, you know. It doesn't happen uh, every day. It doesn't happen every year. It's pretty much once in a while you get on a car like that um and that kind of happened uh you know i was in the gym obviously sparring and training but um that came about in a very very weird way um i'll share the story how that came about but um i was waiting for a fight you know my manager was um i haven't fought since last year in july but i've been in the gym every day five six days a week since um, you know, I ended up getting a new trainer after my last, last fight, and I've been with him almost a year. So anyways, I was getting kind of desperate. I not desperate, but I say, impatient. I like to say impatient. I was getting very impatient that my manager, like, I didn't hear nothing about when I was fighting. Like I said, in July, it's almost going to be a year. So I was kind of, like, getting frustrated. Um, I was still in the gym like I said, five to six days a week, but I'll be honest to you guys, I was, and even my friends know this, my close friends, but I was ready to kind of, uh, you, you know, I bought a new home, I moved in with my wife, out here in this home, and pretty much I was ready to kind of like settle down and just like get a job and pretty much be your average Joe, you know, I was kind of like starting to look at like options of getting a better job and, you know, because I, I currently had a job. But, um, you know, my dad and my wife and everybody was telling me to just, like, how are you going to walk away from something you started at 14 years old and you love to do? You're really going to throw that all away just for like a higher paying job? And, you know, it had me thinking every night, like, you know what? They're right. Like, I can't walk away, no, that's but, like,
2: why can't walk happens, away from you know? cheeseburgers. He's not wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, so when that happened, i decided to just re- revoke you know i got don't get me wrong i did get the opportunities to get like a 50 an hour job and i turned it down Damn. something inside of me told me to just turn it down that it wasn't worth it because it's just a higher paying job but i was going to be stuck in a, in a nine to five situation and that's it your dreams you let your dreams go just because you wanted something better right so i turned it down and then I was at work, this is where it gets crazy. So, you know, I was still working my normal job. i been training. And then and, um and then I go to work one day. I drive all the way out to San Jose. It's about an hour and 15 minutes from where I live. That's where I work at, right? So uh, I go out there after training. And then um right there when I got to work, they gave me some paperwork. Like, hey, Mero, like, like uh we can't give you the reasons why, but uh, you're being let go. Um, um and in that moment I was like I was like crying and kinda like, Hey like, dude, I just got a home, like I gotta pay stuff, like what the fuck? Like I gotta pay this stuff. And they're like, Hey bro, we can't tell you the reasons why we I guess it was the boss's decision after five years he just wants to let you go. So I was like, damn, dude, damn. So yeah, so deep, I walked into my car and you know what I'm wrong, I did cry, right, but in life I, I've always learned like well, what can you do? Well done in since then, got to keep going forward. Like, I'm not going to sit here and dwell and like, crash my life over losing a job. Jobs are replaceable every day. Yep. So I was sitting in my car, and I swear to God, after 20 minutes, out of nowhere, my manager texts me that I'll be fighting on Triller. And at the time, it was June 5th. They obviously moved the day, but it was June 5th. I was going to fight on Triller for X amount of dollars and and this was my next fight and um i couldn't believe it i was like damn like that's crazy how the universe works like one door closed on me
4: and, and another one, opened one
1: opened. yeah and i'm about to make my dream come true winning this fight so it's just like i decided to just go with what god presented itself and and let that chapter go and just focus on this and focus on what i've always wanted to become which is a uh, professional boxer my whole professional boxing career i've always held down a job always held down a swing shift job till two in the morning you know getting five hours of sleep waking up going to do my road work so like that consistency i guess that consistency and that dream it um it's gonna come true you know it's
0: hey bro i'm I'm really i'm really happy for you because um I, I watched your last fight, and I could tell that, like, you're completely dedicated, you know. You definitely um, got wobbled there in that sixth round, but you you held your own. I could see the commitment, the fire in your heart. Like, I, I hope you do well, brother.
1: Nah, thank oh, you. You know, I appreciate that. I appreciate it, you know. It just feels good now that I'm able to train and, like, rest properly. Something that I've never done, like, for any fight. I've never not had a job, you know, so... Um, it feels weird, but I'm getting used to it. I mean yeah. this is this is, man, this is a boxer. Hey, this guy's crazy. Hold on. Hold on, right.
2: good, I don't know. Extra the question there.
1: Yeah, he's good. Not bad. But yeah, this is kinda of something that I've always wanted to do, right? Like winning this fight winning this fight is big for me because winning this fight, I'm gonna be able to be a professional boxer or after this fight. I I might might not get a job anymore. Like, I might continue boxing. Like, the the doors are going to open up for me after this. So, winning this fight, I just have one objective in mind, and that's winning. I I don't care how I win.
0: Well, you've sure at least going to pay for it to watch that shit. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely.
1: (laughs) No, thank you, man.
2: Definitely having a little party. Nah, I appreciate
1: appreciate it. Um, I got work wings.
0: yeah, I was gonna say we're big boxing fans, brother. Like to the point where when we watch a boxing fight, we'll text each other and try to try to call the round that it was, the, the fight's gonna go to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, and we watched. We all oh, watched, watched. took the time to watch your last fight, and I I could tell, bro. Like you're one of those guys that has just has the it factor. Yeah, yeah.
3: And one, and one thing I like about oh, you, right. right.
0: You're, you're definitely like one of those old school fighters that
3: you know, always wants a tough fight. Like give me the best. And I know yeah. you on social media calling out champion, saying hey i'm available if you want to you know test yourself which is right. you know you don't you don't see that too too often now because right. bro you've
5: me. got that distinct champion warrior gene that most people do not have and
2: and, and got we can thick see that when mustache. you fight
3: so we love that
2: <laughs> <laughs> better mustache than what i can grow
3: i, like I got the whole beard uh,
5: did you quit making shit about you
3: no well the ne- next question we'll actually make about holy a little bit so, oh, Andy, uh, opponent is uh, Jonah Carroll out of the UK. Um, what are your thoughts on, on him as a fighter? And then, does he have a better beard than Julio? Oh, my
0: God.
4: I think I he does
3: have a better beard. Sorry. I'm
5: over here. I'm Rick Rawson in this piece. But, uh, um, so, so
1: Jonah Carroll. I don't underestimate anybody. He has two losses just like I do. He's hungry. He's motivated. I know he has a family. I know he has kids, and I understand that. But um, I feel I come with the same same hunger and the same drive and motivation, if not maybe more. But the difference here that I feel is going to be the difference in the fight is my ability and my skills in the ring now that I have a new trainer. Um, I feel if they're going based off my last fight, if he's going based off any other fight I've had in my my life or even in my career, like, he's really, really being unprepared just because now with this new coach, I have so many abilities and so many skills. Um, And I feel that's going to be the main difference here. I don't think it's going to be anything like I wanted it more I just feel like the skill and my abilities that I have now and that I possess is, is really going to play a big difference in this fight. And I'm very, very excited to show not only why I'm fighting, but kind of like the boxer I've, I've become in this past year, I've, I'm a whole different fighter.
5: Yeah. And the funny thing about that whole judging how you're going to win based off your last fight. What people don't seem to understand is there's a lot that you take from each fight, right? There's a lot of experience, yeah. There's a lot of things that you learned about yourself as well as your opponent in each fight. So while you're training for your next fight, you're working on whatever you thought was negative and whatever you think is positive, making sure you strengthen your weaknesses as well as increase all of your other strengths. So you can't go judging how someone's going to do based off of their last fight because they're a completely different fighter from that last fight. Mm-hmm.
0: I, and I know you're from yeah, the States,
1: yeah,
0: bro. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Andy. No,
1: no, go ahead. Go
0: ahead. My bad. I was just going to say, I know you're from the States, but are are you Mexican?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mexican-American. Both of my parents sure. are Mexican.
0: So, yep. so you understand Spanish? See, <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. So so just keep this in mind next time you're training, because I know this is the big five for you. Mejor que yo en su casa que en la tuya. hmm Yep.
1: Got you, bro. Nah, thank you. Gracias, bro. Appreciate it. No, but it's it's just, I've had a very similar style on my last, I would say like my last five fights and that's the difference. I know working on things and, you know, you learn stuff from your fight, but uh, I've I've just flipped a total 360 because I'm just doing everything different from throwing my punches and blocking punches now with my hands. Uh, I was so relying on my distance, my distance a lot, which I still am, but like now I have my hands to defend my face, and I've learned a lot of things, like, um, and applied a lot of things in sparring that I'm now seeing, you know, how it works. And, um, you know, I'm no stranger to fighting a southpaw. I know Jono Corral is a southpaw, and I've been getting a tip-top southpaw sparring out here. Uh, we've been having to travel a little bit for it, but I've been getting some of the best work that's available for me. So I'm, I definitely will be more than prepared. I'm not even worried about it. And then fighting at 130 pounds is a weight that I feel uh, very strong, very comfortable at, And, and I know it's going to be a little, a, little, a little extra thing for him to do, because he hasn't fought it that way for a little bit, but I know he'll make it easy, but it's, it's just something else that we'll both be on the same line when we step into that ring. It's going to be an even playing field, and uh, I think you, are my: you,
0: Are you asking for a 22-foot ring like Billy Joe? <laughs>
1: Nah, nah, I don't care. Nah, nah, nah. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you gotta fight. Uh, I fought in smaller rings before. I fought in big rings, but it never changed the way I was gonna fight the fight. So, uh, nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. I think
0: I think Julio had a non um, boxing related question for you though.
2: I got two questions for him. One is boxing related. Uh, Bold go and It's not.
0: I clearly Freddy. said non boxing related.
2: Andy, so I uh, saw on in your Instagram post that you recently bought a Tesla Model Three, uh, and I know I don't know if you've noticed, but like it's been in the news a lot lately. that Tesla's like autopilot system's been involved in a lot of accidents, and like that dude who got arrested oh, riding riding in the back seat of his Tesla Model Three, and he got it impounded and bought another one the next day. So my question to you is: one, have you used the autopilot feature uh, correctly? And two. Okay. <laughs> related to the Tesla. Uh how do you feel about it and what do you and you think people should be taking these chances behind the wheel or by getting away from behind the wheel when they turn on the autopilot? Damn, that was a long ass
1: question. Yeah. Christ. Yeah, so the, the 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 Tesla my my wife's actually the one who committed to getting it. But yeah, it is our car. I'm the one who drives it as well. Um but um, honestly I would say it was one of the best decisions we made, especially living here in California, because the gas prices are going to be like probably $5 by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just ridiculous, especially since we live away from the city and work near the city. Um, the amount of savings we're saving, having the charger her here at home, is just, I don't know. It was the best decision we made. I feel like the electrical, I feel like a lot of people are going to reap the benefits of having a hybrid and electrical vehicle right mm-hmm. now within the next two to three years. And uh, hey, like I told my wife, she got the vehicle and I'm 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 going to take care of her after the fight and we're going <laughs> to clear that and pay off that vehicle because I've been actually using it a lot to go train. Uh, she goes to work out in the city and I go train out in the city. So what I've been doing is carpooling with her and pretty much she goes to work And I go to work, so I go to the gym, do my thing, go running, pretty much have the whole thing myself. And then when she's off work, we carpool together home off no gas. And right now that I lost my job, that's just coming in handy, (laughs) yeah. So, um, so it's pretty dope. But hey, I can see the autopilot feature, I can see why it's dangerous. The reason why I say that is because the freeway should have a moderate amount of cars to use the autopilot comfortably because you still have to, like, be very aware if the cars are going to jam up in front of you. You got to get out of that autopilot mode to, like, activate the braking system. And Mm. if you're not paying attention, like, I can see why you're going to wreck. Like, it's a very safe feature, but at the same time, it's a very dangerous feature. If you're going to abuse it and act like the car is going to drive itself, like, for sure you're going to wreck it. But um, the car's immaculate as far as warning you before you're gonna change lanes, warning you before you're gonna hit a car. Um, the car alerts you. Like the only, I just feel the only way you're crashing is if you're not paying attention. Like if you're literally like just in abusing the, back the car,
2: sitting in the back seat of attention. the car. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: like yeah. Like we don't, we have autopilot, but we don't have the full self-driving package. But like. Oh, no okay. way we drive in the back seat and let him drive it. So, I've so, seen did that. you see that? Did you see that on the news? With that dude? Yeah, yeah, I saw it on the news. One of my friends sent it to me and he said, Hey, man, I thought this was you. And I was like, oh. Oh, dude. Yeah, I'm like That's my he's
0: boss. like, He's like, I work hard, but not that hard. I don't need to sleep in the back seat. Yep.
4: Yeah.
0: I do have another question for you.
2: So, as a boxer, You've obviously attended like live fights and like been ringside watching fights, right?
1: Oh yeah, I love it. I'm addicted uh, to it.
2: Which do you have a favorite fight?
1: No, but I'm actually going to the Pacquiao Spence fight.
0: Oh nice! nice. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. nice. So, um, <clears throat> on a follow-up, what do you think about this Logan Paul trying to get into fucking boxing? <laughs>
1: Well, I can't, look. everyone always asking that question, like, as far as them fighters, like, obviously, like, they're not brought up like a fighter, I don't don't really think they're real fighters, but as far as me being a professional fighter, I can't hate on it, it's because of them, trailers now being exposed Mm -hmm. to boxing, Mm. and if we're able to get a piece of that pie, it's like, well, I'll fight on a trailer card, whether he's on it or not, I'll go. I'll fucking hate on it for
0: you, bro. I'll fucking hate on it for you. It, I think it's <laughs> extremely disrespectful to people that turn this into their craft. You know what I mean?
1: No, 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 for sure. But if you can have a world champion on, on that card as well, and he's getting a piece of that profit, then why not? You know, that gave me an opportunity to fight on this card. and no, to I even be you. Honest. But, but no, no, no. Just, but I, like, for I example, them as at this fighters. point, yeah, at at this point trash, Mayweather
0: I'm wouldn't saying. even fight you. You see what I'm saying? Like, Mayweather wouldn't yeah, even yeah. fight you. And he's made it very clear that he's not going to fight a legitimate boxer. So we all understand that this is a money grab for
1: him. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, he has such a big following. Everyone's going to – it's just – the thing with those guys is they have such a big following. They can pretty much do any sport they want. People are going to watch it just because of their following. And that's just what it is. Yeah, look at Tim
5: Tebow in fucking
0: baseball. Hey, fuck Tim Tebow. How does Tim Tebow have a job in the NFL? But Colin Kaepernick doesn't get the fuck out of here.
3: I mean, I, I saw a meme Kaepernick's day. apparently
5: too controversial, I guess.
3: So, so guys, I, I saw a meme the other day. It was it was like a Pacquiao Mayweather meme, and it basically uh, had like their last three opponents. And Mayweather, it was you know all celebrity exhibitions, and then Pacquiao at forty two years old still stepping up, and that like Errol Spence fight gonna be huge. Like he, he's gonna be a dog, and if he pulls that, off that win, I don't think you can debate like
0: his status. Like that's, like that's, bro. If he pulls off that win, he he's better than that fucking golfer that just won that PGA tour. Absolutely, that
3: for sure. So, both you have some questions, right?
0: All right. So,
5: first one is if and when you retire. And you could retire to any place in the uh on this planet. Where would it be?
1: Probably somewhere where it's beachy and river looking or I could wake up in the bed on my wife and have fucking breakfast served to me every morning. Just yeah, something something for sure tropical and beachy that I could wake up to and see a nice view and, and oh, yeah. just um be relaxed, be kind of away from people too, just kinda of like in my own world, you know? I
5: appreciate. Oh, you hate it. people too. So do I. Yeah, so do we, bro. <laughs> Same here.
1: No, not that I hate people. Just sometimes it's good to just get away from people, you know, from the city, yeah. from the everyday life.
0: Um, nah, it feels I mean, good to I get where you're coming from, bro. Like the older you get, the more you realize that like humans are just fucking very self centered and it's very irritating. So you don't get to be yourself and like actually enjoy what life is about. Oh, so speaking of that.
5: When I got off of work yesterday, this old lady gave one of my co-workers shit because we didn't have umbrellas for the customers. Mind you, I work shit? at Costco.
0: How much shit was I mean, it? it?
5: It was a shit ton, bro. It was was like, it like Whoa. a doggy
0: bag full of shit?
5: No, nah, it was about like this big, weighed about a good five pounds, you know, a lot of fucking nuts, and it smelled like bananas and ass, but, you know, it was still pretty
2: heavy. Probably had um, lemongrass in it. A hit <laughs> this is
5: exactly what she said she asked like do you have umbrella do you have any umbrellas he was like no it was raining outside obviously it's like sorry man we don't i heard her say in a sly ass comment oh so you don't have umbrellas for your customers bitch this is costco this is a business what business i'm sorry that? if you didn't plan for fucking inclement weather but they said it was gonna rain all motherfucking week so it's on your old ass because you didn't think about getting a goddamn umbrella
0: You've been on this earth this goddamn long and you didn't think of an umbrella.
5: You know what the heck dark clouds mean? And and that dumbass saying, with age comes wisdom, wisdom
0: Um, clearly went
5: over that bitch's head.
0: Nope. There's a Mexican saying, el que sabe, sabe. (laughs) (laughs) So much, Uh,
3: girl. All right,
5: and the second question I got, um, what was a favorite memory of yours from childhood?
1: Oh, it's a good one.
5: Oh. I've been asking everybody.
1: My favorite memory in childhood. What age are we talking about?
4: All
5: right, Charleston, so bro. I'd say right around between the
0: ages of 8 and 12. Uh, damn. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. This I thought he was going to say 8 range? and under. I'm, I'm trying like, to give the him a good fuck. range. You yeah, can't remember bro. much.
5: Because unless you had sex for the first time at 12, that's probably the best Understand, memory anybody has. You could said
0: 12, 12 or younger. You know what I mean? When you said eight, I honestly thought you were going to go eight or younger. I was like, holy fuck. I don't even think I could remember that far back.
1: That's why I said eight. Yeah, Jesus, I don't know. Probably, shit. Well, that's this, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. We could, we could keep it a funny story, or we could keep it a nasty
0: one, but i don't know let's
1: go ahead and roll the dice i don't know man it probably had to be the first time i i freaking uh um probably was talking to some girl in elementary school and went over her pad and gave her a hug and realized and I realized what a fucking boner was, you know. And hey, was hey, hey. <laughs> that's a good one, bro. Pretty much, it was, much one. Like, it was pretty much off like, like a backyard hug. We we stood hugging for hella long, and like it felt good to us. And then we ran away. And then we hugged again later. <laughs> just that that funny, bro. Sure that's
0: away away. that's yeah, a good yourself. one. That's a good one, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, just, it was like I remember I was in fifth grade and. Um, I, I kept in touch with a girl, but um, since she moved to another state, we lost contact. But that was like the first time as a kid I figured out like, like I actually felt something for a
0: girl. <laughs> that was <Okay>. all. <laughs> it
1: was funny. That's
0: a good one. That's cool. a really good one.
1: I should add throw mine.
5: <laughs> so in the 90s, and I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all can pretty much relate to this shit, but right around the summertime, your parents used to kick you out of the house early in the morning because you were noisy as shit. And you had to nah, spend pretty much all day outside with your friends until the damn street lights came on. Which means you had to spend twelve to sixteen hours figuring out what the fuck you were gonna do for
2: the whole damn day. Ride bikes, go to the park, come back and go you back. Kid? Yeah. yeah kid. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so um and yeah, I got one final question. I mean, I think we can interview all day, but this is a, kind of my last question. Um and it's related to the Billy Joe Saunders canelo fight. So, as we know, Billy Joe Saunders did not come out and continue that fight. And there was a lot of debate whether he quit or whether he did the smart thing for his career by by leaving. Um, What are your takes on Billy Joe quitting? uh,
0: Because I think we we had a pre show. We felt like he quit. Listen, at this point, we could call him Billy Ho. (laughs) No, I don't
1: don't don't want to call him that. No, he's a, he's a, any fighter that gets in the ring, especially if you're going to fight Canelo, like you got some balls, you know, but I just feel, I just feel this is the bad thing that makes him look bad. Is that he was talking all this stuff about Canelo, that he was going to have to be taken on a stretcher, that he wasn't going to leave that fight without, he was just saying some crazy shit. So I think that's where he failed himself and the fans where they were like, Hey, like what happened? I thought you said this was going to happen or that was going to happen. And then, um, It did look like look. This is the thing. It was. I feel like like I tell you. I don't like the way he he got out of that fight. Like what I feel the corner shit did was this shit. Said hey, look, we're gonna let you go out the next round and we're gonna stop the fight. So it makes it seem like it's our decision. Like it just made it him because it made it look like he didn't want to fight no more.
4: Yeah. I know they were
1: having these things like it was the corner or whatnot, but they should have. But the thing was, he didn't even attempt to see what he can do in that circumstance. He just said like, hey, fuck that. Like, I'm good. But that, that's what bothers me is the attempt to at least like try. Like, even if you want to get out in the middle of the round, all good. But at least you try Like, you know, like, I just feel like sometimes you'll be surprised what your body can do. When your mind, like, when your mind yeah. is with it,
0: what do you make? What do you make of the constant conspiracy theory that's floating around right now? That he actually didn't have an orbital bone broken. The fact that he got in the flight two days later doesn't make sense because medical uh, medics recommend that you wait at least seven days before getting on an airplane, especially with an injury. Hey, like that.
1: Hold on, hey, we're gonna touch on another thing. Me and my boxing guy. me mean my boxing friends were actually speaking this past weekend. So you guys did see the picture where his cheek was like separated from his eyes. Should mm-hmm. look crazy, right? Right. So my boy was saying that never in the history of boxing has anybody cracked somebody's like cheekbone and eye separation. Like never, it's right? Pretty the problem. Problem. so then he went pretty. back to saying Yeah, but we've seen broken orbitals but we've never seen like separations from the cheek. Like yeah. that should just look crazy, right?
5: The only time it I've ever seen that happen was when someone got hit in the face with a steel pipe or something.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what my friend was saying is kinda interesting how it comes from Canelo, how he hits so hard, like he he suggested that maybe these guys from Canelo's team specifically are like all on, on something. He goes, Because King Rai R- R- pulled out of his fight because of the timing of the drug wise. He needs to get off of it. He can't be on, on it.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: then he said, You know, and then he said, Oscar Valdez, Yeah, he's knocked people out. But when has he ever knocked someone out? Like that, like that, shit looked insane too, right? Like, we don't know, we're just kind of like assuming because of Canelo's whole Clem Boutreau that he got caught up with a while back. And we're just talking, we're just saying, like, no,
0: I definitely hear that. I, yeah. I've heard that. Before.
1: Why, is it, why is it that who knows about that guy that just fought on Showtime, Luis Neri? Neri, oh, yeah, he fought Brandon Figueroa, remember? Yeah, yeah, yep, okay. Mm-hmm. He was with he was with Canelo's team. How did he look when he was with Canelo's team? He looked unstoppable. He looked super strong. Right. As soon as he left, look what happened. It was just a trip. Hmm. We're kind of just like, it's kind of like, a, I don't know. We're just like weird.
0: I, 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 could, I definitely see that. I mean, I mean from, from where I'm at, I definitely think that like, um just Billy Joe Sanders to me personally quit, especially after he called out the other guy yeah, who yeah, actually yeah. had his over-the-bone yeah. b- broken. Danny Duvall? Yeah, Danny Duvall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Duval, you know what I'm saying? And he asked for Danny Duvall's x-rays and all this other shit. And now that he had the same, similar injury, at least according to him, we haven't seen anything. Yeah,
3: that's why if you're an active boxer,
0: right, I always right, say, yeah,
4: like,
0: right. oh, okay. might happen to you. And that, that his comments just did
3: not age well at all.
1: I feel like it's instinct mentally. You know, I've been hurt in a fight. And I feel you don't really question whether you want to go or not. You just, you don't even, it's not not even a thought. I feel like it's only a thought if you really don't want it. But, like, even when I was hurt in the ass, are you okay? Are you okay? I was like, hell yeah, I'm okay. Like, I'm fucking I'm fine. I'm good. Like, let's go. Like, I'm fine. But, um, I'm, I, I don't I
0: definitely saw know, that reaction from was, you in your last got fight, bro. When you got <laughs> I definitely saw that reaction from you when you got headbutted in your last fight.
1: I was just like, damn, it sucks, but like, let's keep going. But um, bro, you yeah, looked at I think that, the you moment, looked
0: at the doctor and you were like, bro, am I cool? He's like, yeah, alright, <laughs> let's go. Like, <laughs> like
2: this is an ending.
0: Yeah, yet, yeah, man.
1: it's a, it's a, yeah, it's an unbelievable experience. But um, for sure, it didn't look bad the way he got out of that fight and and the way he talked, what he said, and and he didn't live up to his hype. So I mean, that's on him, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah that was one of the
1: things I didn't you. like. All this shit you talk and then you get
5: rocked and you like, i okay. good. All
0: right, Andy, one last <laughs> question one last question in the in interview. Um, how relevant do you think Julio's question about your model three was to this entire interview?
1: I loved it. It's probably the best question.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, got, you got a future interviewing, Julio? Thank you for the sarcasm.
1: <laughs> well, no, 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 I'm serious. I really like. That's a good question because everybody always asks about the car, right? Like everybody, even my right. friends, always ask me about it. Like if it, I, honestly, it's, it's a car. I really recommend like all of you to get, especially if the gas prices get out of hand. Like fuck that! Right. Like, all right. No, I just want to say thank you guys. That, appreciate though. it. And um, I'll probably head off just because my battery's almost dead. But um, thank you guys.
3: Uh, for sure, um, Rob, Andy,
0: thank you, thank thanks for, for joining, bro.
1: On. Andy, can we you do it in the next fight?
0: Where, where can we find right, you? It, guys. Yeah, brother, where can we find you?
1: Um, where, where can we find me on Instagram? It's in Tiburon Vences One, on Twitter, it's at Andy Vences, Facebook, Andy Vences. Um, uh, appreciate it anytime. I uh, always got to make time for the people in the media, so I really appreciate it, guys. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming
0: on, brother. Thank you for coming on, bro. We look look forward to your next time. Anytime. Cuidate.
1: For sure. Me too. I'm excited. Bye. Yes.
3: Later. Bye,